I'm soon going to be launching the Patients Getting Paid online course that will teach you how to get paid because of your illness, not despite it. Are you interested in doing patient advocacy work, but you don't know where to start? Want to learn about how to find online remote gigs or learn to create your own? I wish somebody would have created this roadmap for me. I spent a lot of time and energy and money figuring it all out. I want you to be able to leapfrog over all that stuff and get to the good stuff, getting paid for sharing your story. In my new course, Patients Getting Paid, I'll be sharing my experience and my resources on how to create an income online that lets me take good care of myself. Want to learn how I did it? Want a list of resources, places to look for online gigs, and templated emails with what to say? It's in there. Want to hear about tons of different ways you can actually build a business while taking better care of yourself? It's in there. Want to be included in a database of chronic illness warriors so your contact info can be shared when opportunities for your disease come my way? Then get on the waiting list for patients getting paid and be the first to know when it launches. Sign up now at patientsgettingpaid.com forward slash list. Welcome to the FUMS Now podcast show, where you'll gain information, inspiration, and motivation for living your best life with multiple sclerosis. Find us online at FUMSnow.com. I'm your host, Kathy Reagan Young. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the FUMS podcast, where we give MS the finger. Appreciate you sharing your precious time with me. Today, I'm talking with a woman with MS who's helping other women to thrive with MS. But before I introduce you to her, I want to remind you that we have FUMS merchandise like coffee mugs. Oh, I should have had one here. Coffee mugs, hats, t-shirts, jewelry, face masks, sweatshirts, all the things emblazoned with FUMS on them so you can share your FUMS spirit with the world. Go to FUMSnow.com slash shop and wear and share that FUMS attitude. Okay, let's get to our guest. Jen DeTracy is a certified coach and the founder of Women Thriving with MS. In 2010, Jen DeTracy was at the peak of her career as a consultant and professional speaker. After a three-day speaker tour, she could barely walk, write, or smile. 48 hours later, she was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. At that time, she thought she would never be able to work again. 10 years post-diagnosis, Jen has figured out how to thrive with MS, and now she's guiding women on how to empower themselves to live life better with MS. She does this through her Women Thriving with MS Facebook page, free private Facebook group, YouTube channel, and her recently launched We Thrive MS membership. Welcome, Jen. Welcome, Kathy. So great to be here with you today. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Um, you are quite the powerhouse. So let's start at the beginning, if you don't mind. Tell me a little bit about you pre-diagnosis. What were you doing before MS hit you between the eyes? Yeah, I love that. Hitting between the eyes beforehand. Okay. So one of the things that I, I became passionate about several years before being diagnosed was running. And we have, I was living in Vancouver, Canada, and which is like mountains and ocean. Out and about. I can hear yes. you with your out and about. Mm-hmm. And we did it. We had, there was something called the sun run and we did this training 10 kilometers, which is about six miles, uh, you oh, know, gosh. and, and I had it's done it for a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. And I was excited about, uh, 
you know, doing it. And I found that running became a way to release stress and process things that I may be grappling with. So it was, uh, you know, a really important part of my life. Yeah. So that was one thing sort of on the physical side of things. And, you know, one of the things, you know, even, even before MS, you know, there's like things that happen that are amazing and there are things that happen that suck. Yeah. True. (laughs) And one of the things I had to do I not had to do, I chose to do it, was I chose to rustle up the courage to leave a 14-year relationship that was toxic to me. Mm. And that was tough, you know, but it was important, important to my sanity. Yeah. So self-care. Exactly. And, you know, that's the journey we're on, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I, at that point, when I, I left, I was able to get myself into a creative place and really focus on my career in a way that I could get it to that next level. I didn't really, you know, I was like one of those people that just everything took so much time. You know, you look at all those people in the world that are successful and you're like, oh, then there's me. Right. And, right. You know, and I so, know. yeah, I can relate. <laughs> I can. So I decided because my, my, I was already doing professional speaking. I'm a consultant. My background's in marketing. Mm. I used to work in the music business for 10 years and then eventually started my own little mini company. Oh, how interesting. Jen, you're so interesting. I was a lover. I have a lover of music, but I cannot sing or play it. So, you know, you got to be on the business side if you can't do that. Right, right, right. And I had worked for uh, an artist named Sarah McLaughlin. Uh, Canadian I artist. She love was Sarah you know, McLaughlin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That tells us our age, you know, because right. she's kind of the has been now, but she was big in her day. I love her, except for that sad song that always plays in the is it in the arms of the angels? And yes. it's always yeah. played with those sad dogs that they're about to put down. And I'll, may, that, maybe that's just in the US, oh, but it's so sad. Yes, that sounds sad. That <laughs> I'm sounds sorry that's attached sad. to her yeah. name in my head. Oh. But anyway, but she's phenomenal. I'm sorry yeah. to interrupt yeah, you. Yeah, all good, all good. So I, I, had, I had this idea when I started my business of creating something that tied in with some kind of fun um presentation I could do because I wanted to do more paid speaking, get out and do more. I was doing some things. And so I wrote this uh, masterpiece of a presentation called Get Your Business Rockin' for Mm. Small Businesses. And it was um, the five rock star rules. And I had stuff like uh, at the beginning, I'd play a song and I'd talk about one hit wonders. And then the audience had to guess, like, what is that song, you know? And it was like, bad day. (laughs) The song bad day. I had a bad day. Yeah. I remember that from Grey's Anatomy. That's where I heard it. (laughs) And that was like, like a huge hit. So people would like yell out the name and anyway. So I started people, this, this presentation had a lot of traction and it, it, it kind of mushroomed into something bigger. And I was hired by a radio station to do some touring and um, things got very busy for oh, me. Cool. And, you know, it's funny how, when you close one door, another mm. door opens up mm. in your life. And I find that to be true uh, ongoing, no matter mm-hmm. what it is. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what happened is I was on a, there's a cup fast forward a couple of years. I was on a two day speaking tour mm-hmm. or three day. And I'll actually, I'll talk about that. We're going to jump into that a little bit later, actually, I think, but yeah. um, 
you know, so that was like just huge. And I didn't even realize as someone who had never made that much money in my life, I didn't realize how much money I was making because I had, I had these big uh, training days that I was doing full day training days. And in Canada, there was a grant. So pe- businesses were applying for them mm-hmm. and people were hiring me and I was getting paid a big whack of money to go out and do full day trainings. Very so, cool. and I loved it. It was like this, this step-by-step process that I designed. So I was really feeling that I had come into my own. Yeah. And this was like at the age of 44, we're not talking 30 or 20, right, this right, is right, like right. At 44 years of age. And also I had uh, my stepdaughter, who's like my own daughter, like she's been in my life since she was three. She's got red hair like me. She's amazing. <laughs> she's currently living in Spain. Her name's Nira. You oh know, we gosh. had during this, you know, because there was this uh, ending of a relationship I and a lot of crazy stuff happening at that time, I had really invested in, in just healing anything that could be healed with this lovely daughter of mine that I just mm. I care for so much. And she ended up at a certain point coming to, to live with me. And so I felt like between my career and uh, my creativity and my daughter, and just like, I'd get my daughter out running because she was feeling depressed. I'd be, come on, let's go running. Um, it feels so good. And of course she was like way taller than me and ran faster. <laughs> But, you know, it was like, it was really a, a very beautiful nice time, time in my life. Yeah. yeah very Sounds special. very nice. If only you could have pressed pause. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. then, okay, so life is good, cooking right along, your career is kicking, you've got life by the balls. And then what happened? Yeah, good question. <laughs> There's always that question, right? Yeah. It's interesting because... I had been asked by this radio station in Northern, um, in British Columbia is the province. You guys have Mm. states in the U.S. and and other countries, they have provinces too. So I've been asked to go back on tour with them again. It was like a three-day tour. So crunched Mm. into three speaking engagements or four things in three days. Crazy. Yeah. And about two weeks before, I started to notice how exhausted I was. And Mm. I thought, oh, I must be like working too much. Yeah. But I had just come back from holiday two weeks earlier. Mm. So I was just mystified. Yeah. Like what's going on here? (laughs) And even on my holiday, I was, I was having to nap for hours at a time. I'm like, gee, what's, what's happening. Mm -hmm. And then one day I picked up a pen, you know, like those, um, those big kind of novelty pens that like they're huge. Yeah. And, you know, you just have one in your house to laugh about it. Yeah, and right. Maybe if you can pick it up, you can write with it. And I was writing down someone's phone number because back then I still had a real phone. Right, right. And, and I was like, wow, this pen's really hard to use. I didn't realize it was my hand. I just thought, oh. oh, it's the pen. Yeah. Right? Of course it's the pen. It's right. We hand. rationalize a lot. <laughs> yes. So I head out on this speaking tour and... Usually I, when I fly into a location, I make sure the room is all set up the night before, but I was like, I could not do anything that tired. I was just like, I thought I'm going to have to get up super early and do that. So I did that and I did my first one. And then we drove three hours to the next location and I did it again. (laughs) You're making me tired with this. That was like a big day, right? Yeah. And then, uh, that night I was, I was in a little town and it was sunny outside and beautiful. And I thought, okay, tomorrow I'm going to get up and I'm going to run because my energy is so low. I need to get, get my body moving. Uh, 
you know? Um, so the next morning I got up and I'm like, Oh, I don't want to get out of bed. Yeah. And I go out for a run and my leg starts occasionally dragging behind me. Mm. And I'm like, I thought it was funny. Mm. It didn't hurt. So I'm like, okay, yeah. this is kind of, this is, oh, this odd. is, this is kind of cool. Right. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, when you don't know what cool. it is like, well, right. oh, cool denial. Cool. Right. 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 <laughs> and so then I did my full day. Uh, it was a full day training with the organization and I had to hide the fact that I could barely write. Like I was taking notes. So I'm kind of like masking that. Right. And then the next day we, or I think that night we drove to the final town of our destination. Oh my God. And I was, I was at the restaurant and I couldn't believe it. Like the food, I ordered the food. I'm so polite and I'm so like really nice to people, generally speaking. Right. And the Well, you're from Canada. Isn't yeah. everybody from Canada yeah. really nice? Some people are. I think so. <laughs> so the waitress disappeared for a really long time. I thought, okay, it's fine. She's out for her smoke break. But I was so hungry. And when she came back, I had like this complete meltdown. It was totally <laughs> out of character. And like, what the heck is going on? Like, mm. I just was like, I had lost it. Yeah. I totally lost it. And the next morning I set up a table at the front of my presentation to hide my leg so people couldn't oh see it drag. Gosh. And then when I was done, I was like, okay, thank goodness right. I'm done. Check. I get on the plane. I fly back. I go to bed that night. I wake up the next morning and my lip is oh. drooping. This is all on the left side, left side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I rush off to Bell's my natural palsy. path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I didn't think anything. I'm like, okay, I'm just like, I'm burnt out. Mm-hmm. Something needs to be adjusted. I just need to be cracked. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, I have a naturopath who's like a magician. He's going to yeah. take care of me. So I rush off to my, you know, all my respective people, they fit me in. I don't know what happened. Like, you yeah. know, it was like that whirlwind. Stars aligned. Yeah. And both practitioners, my naturopath and my um, and my um, uh, physiotherapist said to me, Jen, there's something going on around mm. here, you know, mm. like just in the top area, just under the neck, kind of ear between, you know, just at the top point there. I think it's like um, mm. C3, C3. And I'm like, and they're like, you know, come back on Monday if, if you need more support. So I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> I, I'm just so like burnt out from the tour. I'm not really even thinking clearly. I'm not in a rush to go anywhere. Yeah. So now we're Saturday and a friend says to me, Jen, um, uh, I was meeting her at a event to go see a play and I'm walking up to, up to the lineup and she's like, what the heck's going on with you, Jen? Oh, I'm like, you yeah. yeah. It's like, Yuvina, you're, yeah, my leg, I told you about my legs. You need to go to emergency. Oh. Yeah, she's telling me that. And I'm like, you work at a hospital. You're biased. You know, you see the resistance, right? Like, I'm just like the denial. And I don't even know anything about MS, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I I saw a great play. Uh, I went for dinner afterwards and then I said, okay, now that I've eaten, I'll go to emergency <laughs> because you cannot go to emergency on an empty stomach. You right. can be there for 12 You'll hours. be there a long time. Good Earth. thinking. Good. Yeah. You're a planner. I am a planner. <laughs> <laughs> so they fast tracked me in, gave me a CT scan within an hour. This is probably around 10 o'clock at night, 1030. And then before I know it, they have moved me into like a holding pen area. Now it's three in the morning. 
And I'm going, I'm next to all these beds with curtains in between. And I'm like, what's going on? So I go up to the nursing station. I say, okay, you've done all the tests. You've done my blood. I've talked to a thousand people. Everybody's asked me the same questions 20 times. Um, Can I go home now? And she's like, well, actually, we paged a neurologist Mm. and she'll be coming in tomorrow morning, like maybe around eight o'clock. And I'm like, okay, great. Like, seriously, I was like, okay, sure. Okay. (laughs) So very agreeable Canadian. At that point, very happy and peppy and bursting with love. Okay. I think naive is. I would have lost my shit, but good for you. going on I just thought oh they're taking good care of me yeah and so then I have to wait of course till noon for the neurologist to come in she does not <laughs> arrive at eight in the morning right and there she is and she's so nice like this woman is amazing and she's just like well Jen you have inflammation of the brain and we need to get that down as soon as possible mm, but yes, we want to validate our 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 you know findings shouldn't use the MS word, mm. want to validate our findings first by giving you an MRI. So we're going to check you into the hospital because, you know, we can't get you into MRI today. And then, you know, tomorrow, hopefully they can squeeze you in. And I'm like, great. <laughs> and then she said, and I'm going to be your neurologist. And I thought, well, you're a nice person. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be your neurologist, but I'll be away for a week. So another neurologist will be oh. taking care of you. Mm. And I, I didn't cross my mind then. I'm going to have a neurologist. Why would right. I need to have a neurologist? Right. You know, and who knows what part of that was the MS, like just, you know, mm-hmm. piling up in my brain and making it as big as like, you know, yeah. a big, happy, yellow, happy face that's <laughs> oversized. <laughs> And so I got, I was, um, I was admitted to the, the, the ward and the next morning I wake up and there's my friend, Yuvina, who works at this hospital Mm. with a little commuter wheelchair. And she's like, I'm taking you down for an MRI. There was a, there was a spot available. I'm like, what? We all need a Yuvina in our lives. I know. She was getting shit done for you. You know what? Good friend was in charge of the whole radiology schedule oh, nice. and she saw a gap like That's talk about end. knowing people yeah right I didn't know that this would be yeah. a benefit to me right, right. <laughs> so anyway so I did that and when I she wasn't there when I got back uh, she didn't pick me up and return me she just delivered me and then uh, my sister came in uh, on a ferry to meet me and we were talking and then three doctors came in they all lined oh. up at the door, you know? Oh, yeah. That's not a good sign. Yeah. The expert and the students. Mm-hmm. And I guess this was the neurologist that was not the so nice one. Oh. <laughs> I'm familiar with those. I'm yeah. much more familiar with those than I am the first one you mentioned. <laughs> yeah. Thank goodness I didn't end up with this guy. Anyway, he makes his announcement. He validates, yes you do have inflammation of the brain and we are 99% sure that it's MS, multiple sclerosis, but we want to do a lumbar puncture to make sure. Oh God. Be the worst. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what I say to him? Cause I've already talked to my sister about, I don't know. I don't know how I knew about lumbar punctures because I really don't know much about MS at this point or anything. I said, well, uh, do you have experience doing them? Oh, good for you. <laughs> I wouldn't have had the presence of mind to think of that, but good for you. And you know what he said? Oh, I bet. What did he say? He said, I have 25 years experience, but I don't have time. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So he wasn't going to do it. Mm. So I told the resident doctor after they skirted out, you know, they're right by the door and then they leave. Yeah. 
right? <laughs> get out as soon as you can, right? Right. The crazy woman who's just taking it in. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so before that, I, I talked to a doctor. It was funny because my sister, who is a gabber, like she can talk nonstop. Well, she's silent. Like mm. this is like, you know. Gobsmacked. Yeah. yeah, gobsmacked, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. neither of us really know as much about MS. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it was a moment of pause. Right. You know, that was a good thing, actually. <laughs> um, and so I talked to the resident doctor and I said, listen, I will not do an MRI. I mean, I, a lumbar puncture. I will not do a lumbar puncture with someone who does has never done one before. Brilliant. So smart. I mean, they were looking at putting me down into the radiation place uh, to have someone, you know, be directed on how to do it. But oh, I've got stories about lumbar puncture not going well. Yeah, right. That is yeah. not one that you want to be teaching on. I understand that has to happen, but not me. Not me. <laughs> right. I'm with yeah. you. So what happened was the guy, that, that student teacher came back to me and he said, well, you know what? The, 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 the neurologist has said he would do it mm. if, if he can bring students to show them help. Mm. And I said, load up the room. Yeah. Load up the, bring in a truck. I just want the expert actually doing the deal. I don't care who's in the gallery, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll be naked. I don't, it doesn't matter. Right. Just like, come on in. And bring him. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he, he was good. It was, good. you know, it was, I only had a sore back for about a little bit of a sore back for about two months afterwards, but the whole process Jeez. was seamless. Like, no, it was Good. really like, I don't know. Did you have a lumbar puncture? Uh-huh. And and what was your It was experience? awful. I, I got that horrible headache that lasted several days and it wasn't good. And I stayed perfectly still just like they tell you to do. And it just was not, it was, it was not good. It was yeah. not good. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. these things happen. Right. And so I just, I guess I, I, you know, pushing boundaries without even knowing that I was not following protocol. Worked oh, out I, for I me. just love that you had the presence of mind to ask that question. I just, I was in such this shock and awe. It never crossed my mind. It could have been somebody that worked in the cafeteria doing my lumbar puncture. I never even asked. Like I didn't ask, are you a doctor? I had no presence of mind. I just was, I, I was in a fog, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. You tell me w- what to do. I'll do it. Whatever. But yeah, good for you. Hard place with no choice. And yeah. this was all happening within such a short window of time, right? Yeah. Um, you know, like it was like three or four days. And so they put the drip in me. Yeah. And the first day was okay. Have you had steroid drip before? Yeah. Have you ever had that? Oh, you know what yes. that's like? I do, sister. My Anna sister. I do know what that's like. <laughs> I call that the incredible Hulk experience. Yeah. Because what happens, or at least for me, what happened was okay, the first day I was okay, but the second day after I had it, mm-hmm. I felt like a nut bar. Yeah. I I uh-huh. was so tired, 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 but I couldn't sleep. It was crazy. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have never, my house has never been cleaner than when I had a solumedrol drip um, because I come home and then I'm like, I have so much energy and blah, 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 blah. But literally up all night, which is not good either for any number of reasons. Yeah, I totally get it. And I know a lot of people get kind of the rage, kind of the roid, what is that called? Roid rage. Road rage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for me, I call it the Incredible Hulk because, you know, it's like you've got uh, Bill Bixby, the the, the nice guy that turns into the big green kind of 
monster or whatever you're going to call him. And that's how I felt. Like I just, I guess all my anger, all my rage and everything uh, came out. And I told this, this guy, like it's the steroids that are messing me up. And he goes, no, it's the diagnosis. But the thing is, I didn't know much about MS at that point. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So the first night was okay because in my mind, I'm thinking two things. I'm thinking, wow, you know, I really have always wanted to be an inspirational speaker and like, mm. maybe down the road, this might be an opportunity for me. So wow. like, I'm looking for the opportunity first before mm-hmm. all the steroids are pumped into Good my system. You. And then the other thing I'm thinking is I say to my sister, hey, you know, I've got this um, insurance policy at home. I don't know if it has MS on it, but could you could you bring that back to me tomorrow? And when she comes in, the next morning, um, I'm like, where's the policy, you know? And she gives it to me because I wanted to see if multiple sclerosis was on the list of all the different Mm -hmm. illnesses. I had just bought this policy 18 months before being Mm -hmm. diagnosed because I'd left my relationship and I wanted to have some, even though I had been the primary supporter, I still wanted to have some kind of fine, something to back me up because I'm single, right? you know, something in case something happened to me as a business owner. Right. Yeah. So there I was flipping through the list and there's multiple sclerosis. And I'm like, okay, so now I can be an inspirational speaker. And wow. So what kind of, what kind of insurance policy was this? Because you all have universal health care up there. So what else did you need? Yeah, well, uh, like, you know, life insurance and disability insurance and uh, critical illness insurance, those things, unless you work for an, I'm, I was self-employed, right? you know, if yeah. you work for an employer, you might get some of those benefits. Mm-hmm. So this one is, is like a, a payout that you can get up to a certain amount. In this case, it was like a hundred thousand dollars. If you have like stroke, heart attack, this, that, whatever. But you have to, of course, you don't qualify for it after you have something. Post-diagnosis, right. Doesn't work so well. So 18 months prior, you signed up for this. That's right. Woohoo! So I'll just add one little piece to this because this is interesting. I'm not saying my journey with MS in the beginning was horrible. Like I felt suicidal. I I didn't want to live. I didn't think I'd be able to work again. I woke up every day with fatigue and went to bed with fatigue. I... I lost friends that that Mm. friend that I talked about from the hospital. um, She found out about the MRI before I did and then couldn't come talk to me. And our friendship was never the same after that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's like that feeling of, of loss that Mm -hmm. happens from losing a friend that you think was like that person that was there for you that couldn't handle it. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, the fatigue was just so big at certain points. I could not, you know, I had stacks of laundry and stacks of dishes and getting the dog out was very hard. So it was a very difficult time in the beginning. And I don't know about other people, maybe it's just the grief, but I had this visceral feeling of um, I'm going to die. Like logically, I knew I wasn't, but I just felt like I was going to die. Wow. Or I was dying. That is a dark, dark place, my friend. Yeah. So how did you go from that to starting women thriving with MS? Yeah, I'm going to jump like a big leap. I know it is a huge (laughs) leap. But one thing I did was because when I did six months later, receive the money, I realized that I would do something that I always want to do to put my put my focus towards a project that would be meaningful to me. And that was before women thriving with MS. Like, um, but it was, it was like, I, I had, I wanted to put together a book from my business side of things. I needed something to focus on 
that would take me away from ruminating about how how um how crappy my life was yeah and how my career was like just kind of crushed right mm-hmm. so i wanted to do to do that and um the other thing i started to do was i started to go to silent retreats i started to go to silent retreats 10 day silent retreats holy cow like literally don't talk at all uh, almost pretty, Nobody, pretty much. It was, it was a little different because it was at a, um, all domination, all denominations are welcome, but it was a Christian, um, mm-hmm. a Christian place, um, a beautiful place. And what you do is you come in and you don't talk, um, but you have an hour a day to, uh, talk to a, uh, a, um, I don't know, call it a spiritual guide, mm-hmm. um, to unpack what's going on for you. Mm. Um, so you have that and there you eat meals together, but you don't talk. And then there's a gathering once a day where there's kind of like an experience. So basically there's two, two hours a day where there's some, you might say a few words or you, you know, that kind of thing. And I did that several times because I felt like I needed to reinvent myself. Like I just had to ask myself, everything had been so career focused in my life and Mm -hmm. I, I couldn't run anymore. And I, I just needed to kind of ask myself the question, who mm. am I now? Who mm. am I now? Yeah. I, wow. You know, it's just so hard to figure out when we are, are attached to labels mm-hmm. and have lived a certain lifestyle where you're working, in my case, 12-hour days, which yeah. you know clearly wasn't working for me. Right, right. And then everything you know? shifted. So now you needed time to catch up. Yeah. Well, good so, for you for recognizing that and and participating in something that was helpful to you. Um, being silent, as you can imagine, this chatty Kathy that might kill me. I don't know. I I couldn't do it. That would be horrific for me. But good for you for recognizing something that would help you. And it sounds like it obviously did because you're <laughs> look at all you're doing now. You would be surprised, and that that whole thing is a journey in itself. You know, in that ten days. You learn so much about yourself. And I think after doing it several times, I I said to myself, each time I come away with something different. Mm -hmm. And so the last time I did it, I'm like, I wonder what it's going to be today. You know, what am I going to come away with from this retreat? And I was laying on a Reiki table um, uh, and receiving healing touch, actually. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like Reiki. Mm -hmm. And I heard this voice um, and it said, you can do something more purposeful. And I took that really to heart. Like, I'm like, mm. okay, I'm hearing this voice, mm-hmm. divine download. And what am <laughs> I going to do about this? Right. So I went out, there's a labyrinth and I walked the labyrinth as mm. a, and I went up to my little desk in my little room and I started writing. And I realized that what I wanted to do was to create uh, a, a, a community uh, for women to discover how to thrive or live life. It wasn't defined yet. Live life mm, better mm-hmm. with MS because many of us live with fatigue, mm-hmm. um, brain fog and different things. And it's, it's like you're thrown back into the world. The medical system doesn't have something. There are support groups, but they're not always a good fit for everybody. Truth, As I discovered, I, I garnered a lot from it initially, but I was more about looking to the future Mm-hmm. in my life and not living in the past or tr- at least trying to do that. And mm-hmm. I just didn't fit into the support group. Yeah, and I, I want to create something. And so that was a long six year journey to get mm-hmm. to even where I am today. Mm-hmm. And I started uh, doing YouTube videos to document my experience with Maven clad because that drug 
was there was very little information from the patient's perspective on it. So I started mm-hmm. to YouTube on that. Now I get a lot of traction from those. And, but my goal was really to get into mindset stuff. How can mm-hmm. we, you know, because you can do diet, you can do exercise, but if your mind yeah. isn't in the right place right. and you're struggling, then what does it matter? Everything Truth. else is just, um, no, you know, it's just yeah. doesn't really support you. Right. That's true. That is so true. So I, from there, I started a women's book club group for MS. I threw it out just on a bunch of different Facebook groups. And I was like, oh my goodness, there's a lot of women interested. I had like maybe 30 women interested. So I, and they were in different parts of the world, which makes it diff- more difficult to yes, right. meet up. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I picked a book. The book was Pema Chodron's uh, Take a Leap. Oh, okay. So and not not an MS book, but something no, no, else more about mindset. mindset. Yeah. Got Freeing it. ourselves from old habits and fears. Oh, because I think in MS, we, you know, fear really ramps oh, itself God. up yes, in a it huge does. way. Yes. Huge. And so I did the book club group and I found that um, people, women were really excited about being a part of it. Um some people would show up at first and then, you know, some people wouldn't show up anymore. Fall off, sure. um, but I realized that that was like a good beginning for me to kind mm-hmm. of go into that field. And I was studying to be a coach because I wanted to learn that as well. And so just all of that happened. And then one day I, uh, I started after the, the, the um, book club, I started a Facebook group. Mm-hmm. I mean, most people start a Facebook page. No, I didn't follow the rules. I started a Facebook group for women, women thriving with MS. And I thought I'm going to create a community of women. And I know some women wouldn't resonate with that because they say, well, if I have MS, I'll never thrive. Well, mm. let's, let's set the bar on what thriving is. You know, yeah, right? to me, thriving is living life better with MS. Mm-hmm. And we all have our own bar, you know, thriving mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Being, it means something different to different people. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like being able to 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 look forward to getting up in the morning, to be able to tap into what you have control over versus being focused on on all the things you don't have control over. Yeah. So really looking at that. And so we did that. And then um more recently I launched the We Thrive membership for women. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. And yeah. it was a founding member launch just happened. And, you know, uh, we've got a waiting list and people can, can get onto that. So exciting. So what is, tell us about this membership. What is, okay. what do you find when you join? Good question. So number one, what's important is the community. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a community hub and there are, there's a, a connection that you have every three weeks with other mm. members and I facilitate an experience and every six, six weeks we go through something. It could be building a new habit system. It could be breaking through some barriers. Right now we're doing the one food challenge Oh, where we, we assess over course of a week, what food might be irritating our oh, body. Interesting. Okay. And then we pick that food and we eliminate it for four weeks mm. and, and basically we track it. To see, yes, like to make sure we commit right, right, to right, it. Right, right, right. Then we have a check-in. So you have a little accountability in this accountability, group. Yes, that's important. Check-in, right? And then at the and then at the end, after four weeks, you integrate the food back in, and you see, does your body freak out or does your right. body sing? Oh, I like that, and I love the community aspect of that. I mean, because yeah. you know, you could do that. 
we all know we could do that on our own, but having a community, you know, for accountability and also to see what other people are experiencing, I think that would make me want to do it more and keep me truer to it. Honestly. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, I hear time and time again about women in, in Facebook groups that feel lonely or disconnected. Mm-hmm. And another reason I wanted to bring this community together is for those women that want to, because not all women want to, they get to be buddied up with somebody mm, as an nice. accountability friend. Oh, and nice. so they get that person checking in with them each other once a week. Mm-hmm. And then that switches on the next six-week cycle. So if you don't like somebody, you don't have to right. work with them again. But we also <laughs> have a special process in place. And so those that want that 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 support get it as well. So it's nice. it's really and and I want, you know, it's I'm working on this now because this is like pretty new. Is fun is really important to me. So trying oh. to like not have the heaviness. I do, you know, if we don't work on habit systems, if we don't work on something you know, we don't really benefit because if we do what we've always done, we get what we've always got. Right. So we do need to do the work, but it can be fun and, and it can be um, pleasurable to see the results from yeah. that. And it is fun if you're in a group doing stuff, mm-hmm. you know, it just, it brings the the fun into it. I think, I think community totally. is so important. I could talk about that for a long, long time. That's phenomenal. That's so exciting. I love this concept. And I'm sure that the women inside your membership are loving this concept too. They're having a pretty good time. Yeah. That's great. I love it, especially with the the um, emphasis on fun because that, you know, MS is not fun. So to have a place to go where you're learning something, you're making some important changes and, you know, um, and getting the support in that and you're having some fun, that that's not often offered to us. So I love that. I love this idea. I'm so glad you started this. So where do people go if they want to learn more about you or about this membership and everything that you've got going on? Yeah. Thanks for asking, Kathy. Mm-hmm. They can go to womenthrivingwithms.com. Okay. Womenthrivingwithms.com. That's the website. And Excellent. that's where they can find it. Super. I will, as always, put in lots of links and whatnot in the show notes. So make sure you go to fumsnow.com forward slash podcasts and all of the show notes will be there for you. Well, Jen, thank you so much for sharing your story and your program with us. One last thing before you go. We here in the FUMS Nation speak to this stupid disease as it deserves, and we tell it FUMS every day. If you wouldn't mind, would you please lead us in our salute to this beast on three? Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Excellent. Okay, ready? One, two, three. FUMS. That was a good one. That came from your toes. I liked it. (laughs) Excellent. Thanks, Jen. Appreciate it. Take good care. Thanks so much, Kathy. It's a pleasure. Bye now. Quick shout out to Steve Woodward at podcastingeditor.com for the fantastic work on this podcast, including editing, show notes, and ingenious ideas. If you'd like help with your podcast, whether you're just starting out or an old pro, visit podcastingeditor.com and tell Steve I sent you. Thanks, everybody. I really appreciate you listening to the FUMS Podcast Show. Be sure to subscribe to it so you won't miss an episode. You can do that right on the website at FUMSnow.com. While you're there, sign up for the free email list so you'll be among the first to know of any new findings in MS research, new therapies and products, 
as well as any blog posts and podcast episodes I release. Want to chat with others in the FUMS community? Join us on Facebook at FUMS Now. Thanks again, and don't forget to talk to the stupid disease as it deserves. Tell it FUMS every day.